Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. Cyber attacks are on the rise, striking school districts across the country, disabling operations, and compromising sensitive student and staff data. So what's being done? On the line to tell us more is Troy Flint, Chief Information Officer for the California School Boards Association. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. So, Troy, cyber attacks are on the rise. How is this impacting California schools specifically? Well, we've seen California schools put in a compromised position when school districts of all different shapes and sizes of student population have been victimized by cyber attacks. Our largest school district, Los Angeles Unified School District, was the target of the biggest hack against the school and district in American history that severely compromised operations. All 70,000 employees, I believe it was, had to come in and reset their passwords because they couldn't identify the specific area that had been the entry point for the cyber attack. And there was severe disruption to their operations. We saw a district up north of where I am in Sacramento in rural Glen County, where the county office of education was victimized by a cyber attack. And the county was supporting numerous school districts up throughout Glen County. And many of those school districts had to shut down their operations, entirely close the schools for multiple days because they weren't able to operate. Ultimately, Glen County had to pay a ransom uh, to reclaim their data that was being held hostage. The San Luis Coastal Unified School District in SLO and also San Diego uh, Unified has been in the news recently for the results of their cyber attacks, where some important sensitive data was confiscated by the cyber criminals. So essentially what you see is no district is immune and districts need to improve their cyber defense in order to safeguard the data privacy of students, families, and staff. Is there legislation being worked on to address these issues? There is legislation to address this. The Congresswoman Doris Matsui, who represents the Sacramento area, is working on legislation at the federal level. Closer to home here in California, my organization, the California School Boards Association, is sponsoring a bill, Assembly Bill 1023, authored by Diane Pappen, a Democrat from San Mateo. And this bill would mandate that the California Cybersecurity Integration Center, the main government agency responsible with cyber defense, it would mandate that that agency provide support to the TK-12 schools where most families send their children. Under current statute, the law does not require the California Cybersecurity Integration Center to provide resources and support to the TK-12 schools. 
that is a huge void in the law. We're looking to plug that gap and give schools the resources they need. What impact would that have on large districts like LA, USD that have been victimized by cyber attacks? I think it gives another layer of support. It gives you a different set of eyes and external perspective. And it gives you the expertise of an agency that focuses pretty much all of its effort on cyber defense. Districts like LA, San Diego Unified, large districts, robust IT staff, a lot of very talented people, but they have so many different operational responsibilities to attend to beyond just cyber defense. Just keeping the network open in a district the size of LA or San Diego Unified, dealing with all the day-to-day technical service problems and supporting their dozens and dozens, or in some cases, hundreds of school sites is going to be challenging. And then you add cyber defense on top of that, which is a very uh, rare skill set, a very specialized area of expertise. So it's nice to have this external option. And certainly for your mid-sized and smaller school districts, which don't have these expansive IT teams, a lot of times you may only have one or two IT professionals at a smaller school district, often with no extensive training in cybersecurity. So for those districts, it's even more critical to have this resource available to buttress what's happening at the local level. And what about small school districts, which are often under-resourced in this area? Yes, small school districts are in a point of critical vulnerability. Many small school districts only have one or two IT professionals, or sometimes they get almost all their IT services from the county office of education. You see that in a lot of rural areas. And it's very difficult to hire for cybersecurity professionals, even at large corporations or in big cities. So then you can imagine in the public sector at a school district in a remote part of the state, it's going to be almost impossible to find a well-qualified cybersecurity professional, or at least uh, the amount that are needed to provide the support and defense that schools require. So that's where the state has to step in as an agency which has the scale, which has the leverage to help schools that are under-resourced. What threats does inadequate cybersecurity present for student data? Well, schools hold a great cross-section of sensitive data. If you're looking at schools compared to government agencies, you could argue that schools have more sensitive data of different types than almost any other government agency. You have your identifying information like your address, your date of birth, your social security number. Schools hold a lot of information about family income, educational background, the student's academic record, their disciplinary history, sometimes criminal history if they've been through the juvenile justice system, also sometimes mental health records, the IEP, the Individualized Education Plan if they're uh, in special education programs. A lot of information is there in one repository or at least held by one organization. And so all that important data is at risk if there is a successful cyber attack. We've seen that information held hostage, held for ransom. Most school districts are not paying the ransom because the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, and and other professionals recommend against that because they don't want to incentivize people with a financial profit. However, if you don't pay the ransom, that information can be released on the dark web or used in other nefarious ways. And that puts students, staff, and families at risk. And in some severe cases, you've seen the operation of schools 
disrupted, different programs or services weren't working, payroll, other issues can be impacted. And in the most extreme cases, schools have had to shut down for a number of days while they address those issues. And what about staff data? Staff data is equally at risk. There's a lot of important information, obviously the payroll, the HR information, all the background information that was done at intake or as part of the hiring process. So staff is an underreported vulnerability. And obviously, the people who work in our schools supporting our children need to be protected as well. I'm speaking with Troy Flint, Chief Information Officer for the California School Boards Association. What will Assembly Bill 1023 provide districts with in order to better defend against and respond to cyber attacks? So 1023 is going to bring the power of the state to bear in support of school districts that don't have those resources on the ground locally to provide the type of robust cyber defense that our students, staff, and family need. Current statute, unfortunately, does not mandate the California Cybersecurity Integration Center to provide resources and to support TK-12 public schools. AB 1023, sponsored by the California School Boards Association and authored by Assemblymember Diane Papin of San Mateo, would fix that by requiring that the California Cybersecurity Integration Center be that safety net, be that bulwark for our public schools and provide the needed resources and support to increase cyber defense and decrease the risk of a cyber attack and increase the ability of our local schools to mitigate the damage if they do get victimized by cyber attacks. Nothing's foolproof, but certainly this will provide an extra measure of support, which is desperately needed. Why isn't Governor Newsom's proposed funding in this year's budget to enhance the California Cybersecurity Integration Center adequate? It's a very difficult time budget-wise when most districts or most segments, rather, of the budget are taking a haircut. And it's very difficult to get new funding for new programs in any sector of the budget. Most areas have just been trying to maintain the gains that they've had during these recent fat years when the budget has grown substantially. When you look at the budget from top to bottom, you're not going to see a lot of new programs the way you have the past several years. That's just a function of the revenue decreasing. But we see it as an investment to put more resources into cybersecurity because that's going to save us money, heartache, and operational loss, and the potential victimization of our school district stakeholders in the long run. So it's money well spent. To the governor's credit, I should note that he has signed a law from 2022, which increases funding for the uh, Cybersecurity Integration Center. But again, because school districts are not specified as a potential recipient of that money, we need AB 1023 to change the law to ensure that the California Cybersecurity Integration Center is mandated to provide the support schools need. Because again, TK-12 schools hold more critical data than pretty much any other government agency, so they should be first in the line for support. Current statutory language only mentions academic institutions. Does this only apply to post-secondary institutions? Yeah, that's a good question. Your average person, the layman, might assume that academic institutions applies to TK-12 schools. But the way that term is used in legislation, it's sort of a term of art. And in the Capitol, when you see that as part of a bill, it almost always specifies post-secondary institutions, colleges, and universities. So it's really exclusionary language, which doesn't 
encompass our K-12 schools, and that's why we need to change that legislation. AB 1023 would ensure that TK-12 schools are included in the statutory requirements. Can you tell us more about that? Yes. So right now, the law as currently written as it applies to the cybersecurity integration does not include TK-12 schools as one of the agencies that are itemized to receive support from that center. That's a grave oversight, and we need to make sure that there is explicit direction, in fact, a mandate requiring integration center to provide TK-12 schools with resources and support because we're talking about students, the most vulnerable part of our population here in California. And we also have to recognize that schools hold such a wide cross-section of data. They have more sensitive information than almost any other single type of government agency. So for both of those reasons, they deserve extra protection and should be at the front of the line so our schools are less likely to get victimized and so that students, staff, and family data is protected. I'm speaking with Troy Flint, Chief Information Officer for the California School Boards Association. Where can we go to get more information about the bill? You can get more information about the bill at csba.org. That stands for California School Boards Association.org. We not only have information about AB 1023 specifically, but there's a lot of information specific to cybersecurity, tips on how school district leaders and communities can improve uh, their cybersecurity and resources they can take advantage of to ask questions to probe how ready they are and to improve their defense. Thank you so much for talking with us today, and thank you for keeping our students and school staff safe. Thank you. We're trying very hard. I appreciate that. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.